From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Concussion is a traumatic brain injury that affects the way your brain functions. It can happen during contact sports or from slipping and falling and hitting your head. Um, today we'll hear from two concussion experts from the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation at Upstate. Dr. Claudine Ward, who's the medical director of the Upstate Concussion Center, and Chief Psychologist Brian Rieger, who's the program director of the Upstate Concussion Center. Thank you both for being here. Morning, Thank Amber. You. So let's talk about what counts as a concussion. Is every head injury necessarily a concussion? So as you mentioned, uh, a concussion is uh, an injury to the brain, and that's very important. So when we talk about diagnosing a concussion, we don't have a specific medical test for that. What we're looking for is some evidence that the brain has been affected. So we're looking for symptoms or signs suggestive of brain dysfunction, such as thinking problems, poor coordination, headaches, dizziness, things like that. So you can have a blow to the head and even develop a headache, and it's not necessarily a concussion. Um, do you have to lose con- um, consciousness? No. Be, no, the majority of people don't lose consciousness, but we do look for alteration in mental status. So someone may be confused, um, someone may actually have amnesia, so they may have loss of memory surrounding the event. So those are things that might be clues that you need to be, I don't know, do you need to go to the hospital if you think you've had a concussion necessarily? or? No, there are certain things that, uh, certain signs and symptoms that we would say you need to go to the hospital. Not everyone needs to go to the hospital. But if, uh, if you have a uh, certain types of mechanisms of injury, so if you, had a, you were involved in a car accident, if you had a significant fall, you're going to want to go to the hospital. But in terms of what you're looking for in your loved one, if they're confused, if they have nausea or vomiting that doesn't get better, same thing with a headache if it doesn't get better, if they have localized signs, so they might have weakness on one side or numbness and tingling on one side, um, seizure would also be another reason to go to the hospital. Um, and in, in infants or in young children who may not be able to communicate typically, things like inability to console them would be a reason to bring them in. Okay. It's important that you uh, seek medical evaluation in the event of suspected concussion, but you don't necessarily need to go to the hospital. One of the main things that will happen at a hospital is they'll be able to do a CT scan of the brain but we need to make sure people understand that when a CT scan is done, in most cases, it's normal. It doesn't show a problem with the brain. The CT scan is actually usually helpful in detecting something that might be worse than a concussion, Uh such as bleeding in the brain, swelling in the brain, a skull fracture that might alter our management of the injury. But in most cases with a concussion, the brain looks fine on clinical imaging, but it's not working properly. Okay, because you said there's not a test, a specific test to say it's a concussion, so... It's really a diagnosis that's made by taking a good history, asking the patient how they feel, observing and evaluating their functioning. Well, is a a head injury one of the things where you can sort of wait and see until the next day whether you get better or worse? 
Again, um, I, it depends on, on the symptoms, symptoms, right? Okay. So if you have the symptoms, you would want to go to an urgent care or emergency department. And what you would expect there is really a thorough history and physical exam. And the physical exam is going to uh, be looking for any um, evidence of a uh, severe neck injury in addition to any changes neurologically. And, and it really is helpful to know from a trained professional, is this a concussion or not? If it is a concussion, then you want to take extra care, for example, not to hit your head again uh, until you're recovered. Uh, and you can get education at that clinical visit about what to expect in terms of the signs or symptoms, what are some things you might be able to do to uh, feel better during your recovery period. So um, there's a lot of good that can come out of that evaluation, even if, again, uh, they don't do a CT scan or the CT scan is normal. So what are the sort of the treatments that you recommend for someone who has a possible concussion? So rest is really the cornerstone of concussion management. And so does rest mean not sitting on your phone texting? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it, it, it doesn't mean only that, uh, okay. but that's one of the things that might aggravate your symptoms. And the real point uh, is that uh, the brain isn't functioning well, and if you ask it to do things, it may rebel and give you headache and nausea and dizziness or other problems. So especially for the first 24 to 48 hours, uh, probably really resting and really taking it easy makes sense. But we don't want people, as I say, we don't want to put people in concussion jail and completely isolate them uh, from their phones or TVs or video games. But people should use common sense. If it starts to aggravate your symptoms, then take a break uh, and, and get away from it. And by resting, we do not mean bed rest. So it used, you know, years ago it was just stay in bed, but it's really relative um, in terms of re don't don't overexert yourself physically or, or cognitively. So really, you're trying to get your brain to rest. Yes. So that's okay. an important point that many people don't realize. We think first of physical rest, and then people say, well. You know, it's usually pretty relaxing when I go to the mall, so maybe I'll just do that. And then they get there, and the noise, the, the commotion, the stimulation is awful, and they end up feeling just as bad as they did uh, right after they hit their head. I, I will say also, Amber, that while rest is the most important thing, and in most cases, really, that's the main thing people need, um, our program... Uh, offers a lot of additional treatment uh, suggestions, recommendations in cases where we don't see that typical recovery of a week or two. Um, so in your program, you, you see some athletes, or is it, is it mostly athletes? No, it's ath you know, about 20% of all concussions are caused by sports and recreation. That's um, most of those are going to be with your high school, college age youth. Um, but actually, I would say the majority of the concussions that we see in the program are from falls, motor vehicle accidents, okay. um, other so, causes. But okay. we do see um, a, our fair share of sports concussions. So a range of ages of patients, too? Absolutely. 
I think that there's a lot of press with sports-related concussion, but often uh, people forget that you can get a concussion walking down the street and tripping off the curb and, and hitting your head. So Slipping on ice it, this time of year. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Many work uh, sites, many jobs, there's increased risk for head injury. People working on ladders or with machinery, uh, people working outdoors. So we see lots of uh, injuries that are caused by people at work as well. Are there um, different treatment recommendations for seniors who have head injuries or children, uh, babies with head injuries versus, or is it pretty much the same, the rest, brain rest? In the beginning, it's going to be brain rest. Um, but, you know, as uh, Dr. Rieger mentioned before, if you're not recovering uh, in the typical uh, fashion, meaning we expect full recovery in, in days to a, a couple of, of weeks, then we really need to look at what symptoms they're having, what's bothering them, and then we, you know, we, can, we can offer different therapies uh, such as occupational, physical, speech therapy, and medications depending on the, uh, the residual symptoms. The very young and the very old share an increased risk for concussion due to falls. Um, so particularly in an elderly population, you're going to want to make sure you educate um, that patient and family about the need to be especially careful. The, the, the fall risk may be elevated already, and we definitely don't want someone to get another blow to the head while they're recovering from a concussion because the consequences of that can be worse. In the very young, the problem we face is that they can't tell us how they feel. Right. So we really have to work more with <laughs> the parents and educate the parents and, and the family members. Well, what are the chances of a complete recovery from a concussion? Is, does, do most people recover fully? Yes, the, absolutely. And the vast majority of people recover very quickly within a week or two. Um, so if someone has a concussion, especially if it's their first concussion, they're in otherwise good health, uh, without a complicated history, we absolutely would expect, uh, in the vast majority of cases, a rapid return to normal functioning. Okay. Um, well, in terms of that, that makes me think of prevention. Is there a way, do we know how to prevent concussions? Is that what helmets do? Helmets are... At this time, they're designed to prevent serious injuries to the head and, and face, um, depending on what which, uh, what specific sport you're talking about. Um, riding a bike is going to prevent serious uh, injuries to the head. If you're wearing uh, mouth gear, it's also going to be protecting uh, the, the the face and obviously the the teeth. But right as as of now, there there isn't a way to prevent. Concussion. In other words, the helmets are going to decrease the risk of, of all head injuries. But because the brain is still, it's inside the skull, and the, the forces that we're trying to prevent in terms of causing a concussion would be a deceleration, I'm sorry, acceleration, deceleration um, movement, as well as a rotational force. So the helmet isn't going to, to stop that. But certainly we encourage the use of helmets. Um, and in addition to that, it's really making sure that there's a proper fit and that, um, that they're in good condition. A lot of people are wearing helmets and they're too loose, and that may not also be helpful for them. You can put a helmet on the head, but you can't put a seatbelt on the brain. That's, that's what I like to say. So just mm -hmm. like if you're in your car and you don't have your seatbelt on, the car may protect you, but if you're thrown around inside the car, 
then you're not getting the protection you would otherwise. And that's the problem. We can't put a seatbelt on the brain. Um, so the helmets prevent more serious injury, as Dr. Ward mentioned. In terms of prevention, um, I think the, the increased awareness due to CTE, which we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. as well as the increased awareness of concussion, there have been um, efforts to reduce the risk of head trauma. For example, in youth hockey, they raise the age at which you start checking. Um, other sports, they have uh, tightened up the rules um, with more severe penalties for targeting the head. Um, so there are definitely some rule changes and other things that can be done. I would say one of the things that we focus on at the concussion center is just education. Because one of the biggest problems is people don't know when a concussion occurs and they don't take the proper steps to manage it. And that we know can lead to greater problems due to the injury. So that's a kind of secondary prevention. We're, maybe we can't prevent the first injury, but we can make sure that we prevent more serious problems than we should have by making sure people do the right things. So if someone, if an athlete is injured, um, don't send them back into the game, right? Um, that's what you're saying. With that, it, it's saying that, but also uh, along the same lines of when do you seek uh, uh, when do you seek assistance from a healthcare professional? When, if you suspect a concussion, have seeing someone not necessarily in the emergency department or an, or an urgent care setting, but seeing someone who's familiar with concussion is important. Not only for the education piece, which is a large part of it, but also when is it safe to resume your typical activities? So that might include work. That might include going back to school. That will also include when is it safe to to do uh, be more physically active, and obviously uh, when is it safe to return. To any contact kind of sports. Good advice. Well, thank you both for being here. My guests have been Chief Psychologist Brian Rieger and Dr. Claudine Ward. Um, they're both from the Upstate Concussion Center, and they're both from the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air. 